Shabbat Shalom. <laughs> a survey was done earlier this year by Lifeway Research, a group, um, a group out of the Southern Baptist Convention. And I spent some time on their website. It is fascinating. They did a study of over a thousand Protestant pastors asking them what modern day idols have influence in U.S. churches. And the pastors came up with eight answers. Anyone take a guess? All the mumbles sound correct. So in order, the, these pastors identified as modern idols, comfort, control, money, approval, success, social influence, political power, and romantic love or sex. And within these answers, there's further breakdown. Large churches identify social influence and romance as the main idols. More educated, the more educated the pastor, the more likely they were to say that money and control were the main idols plaguing our country. Younger pastors are more likely to identify these as issues, while older pastors seem to say that these modern issues don't qualify as idolatry. Like I said, this is fascinating. I printed out the report. Statisticians, we can sit at Kiddush and go over the numbers later. But in this week's Parsha, we are commanded on this very topic. Aved ta'avdun, you shall utterly destroy all of the places where idols are worshipped. You shall tear down their altars, smash their pillars, put their sacred posts to the fire, and cut down the images of their gods. Essentially, God wants us to run around ancient Israel tearing down physical idols and altars to idols wherever we see them. This command is repeated multiple times in the Torah. Not only are Jews enjoined to not turn away from our God to worship false gods, but we must even obliterate the paraphernalia of those other gods. A few years ago, my wife and I were at the Met and they had an uh, exhibit of ancient Israelite artifacts. And there was an entire room of ancient altars to pagan deities. And as we were looking around and reading the plaques, I turned to my wife and I said, I think we're commanded to torch these. <laughs> and she quietly ushered me out of the room. But I get the impulse to claim that idolatry is physical and must be physically destroyed. The idol is a symbol for something that is fundamentally wrong with the world. And so for the evil to be destroyed, so too must the symbol. There's also a kind of catharsis in physically destroying something that represents evil to you. I'm thinking here of a painting I saw of American rebels pulling down a statue of King George during the revolution, or many of the debates about statues and monuments we have today. The venom that the Torah feels towards idolatry is clear, but what's unclear is why. What evil in the world does idolatry represent that it must be so thoroughly rooted out and eliminated? What would a survey of the biblical authors, which is to say a survey of one, say? The answer to the question of what idolatry is. 
Now, the Torah seems relatively simplistic in its answer. God tells us earlier in Devarim that the reason we must not engage in the worship of foreign gods is because of all the peoples on the earth, the Lord God chose you to be God's treasured people. Worshiping foreign deities would break our agreement with the Lord. We worship God, and God protects us. In the world of the Torah, there are, in fact, other gods. And our God is battling them constantly. For us to worship the other guys would be defecting from the side that we're supposed to be fighting for. Essentially, the injunction to destroy the altars and the posts and idols of other gods is a way for us to prevent ourselves from straying. It's like hiding the cookies so you won't be tempted to eat them. So, <laughs> sorry, I didn't have time to not write it down today, friends, I apologize. So for the Torah, idolatry seems to be entirely physical, but it's also political. The problem with idolatry is that we play for team yud heh vav -Hey and not team Marduk or Zeus. While politics may still be at play, for the rabbis in the Mishnah and the Talmud, the problem that they identify is more one of boundary lines. They seem to use the laws prohibiting idolatry or connection with any form of idolatry to draw lines around the Jewish community and keep Jews inside. It's less about worshiping the wrong God for the rabbis, though I'm sure that's still there, and much more about eating with the wrong people, leaving one's community and culture to join up with the neighboring non-Jews. But the rabbis picking up on the Torah also add a realm of ethics to the concern of idolatry. It isn't simply a cultural religious us versus them, but it's also about the unethical practices or the assumed unethical practices of idolaters, their sacrifices, their treatments of others, their treatment of their own bodies. Those are the real reasons that idolatry, according to the Mishnah, must be destroyed. Now, as true idol worship died out in the world, the rabbis go out of their way to show that Christianity, according to most opinions, is not idolatry. Islam is certainly not idolatry. Even the forms of polytheism in the world today do not, in all probability, fit into the category of Avodah Zarah, worshiping idols. The rabbis have continued this shift in the meaning of idolatry. The ban against it is no longer seen as a way of keeping Jews away from non-Jews, but keeping Jews away from wrong thought and wrong belief. Maimonides writes that the problem is one of mistaken belief, the thought that we can truly know God. And the command to tear down altars for Rambam means to wipe out the false stories and false tales that we tell children to teach them morals, but which ultimately cloud their perception of the world. So no tooth fairy for his kids. Maimonides would add to this pastor's list of modern idols, the idol of misinformation. Poignant indeed for us today to think about, but of course to believe in something, even when we know it to be false, to perpetuate falsehoods on purpose, is to place our needs, our desires over the truth, which, according to Rambam, is a form of idolatry. This idea is brought even further along by the Balatanya, the Hasidic master and the founder of Chabad. He said the problem with idolatry is that it puts too much ego into a person. 
We say, look what humans did. We, etc. We created the Lord. The problem with idolatry, he says, is that it denies a portion of the world to God. It says that there is something humans did and God did not. And putting too much faith in oneself, thinking too much of our own abilities. That, for the Balatanya, was idolatry. Pride. Pride is what idol worship is for us today. Yet, Rabbi Heschel says the exact opposite is the case. He says that it is precisely because God has an image that idols are forbidden. You are the image of God. But the only medium in which you can shape that image is of your entire life. To take anything less than a full, living, breathing human being and to try to create God's image out of that diminishes the divine and is considered idolatry. You can't make God's image. You can only be God's image. So the tradition here does the same thing that the pastors did. Really, it's the thing that the rabbis do all the time. They shift something from the physical into the abstract, into the personal. Idolatry started as an injunction against a physical thing or act turned into a social act and ultimately now a personal value. The idolatry that we face today is not the same as the Torah's, but it is no less real. The question is, is it Allah, the Balatanya, putting too much faith in human beings, or perhaps, according to Heschel, putting not enough? Is it our idolization of comfort over sustainability? Is it prizing power and influence over the well-being of others, or is the idol that we would destroy in our lives something completely different? Today is Rosh Chodesh Elul. We begin the process of cheshbon, a nefesh, searching our souls and accounting for what we find. This process that culminates in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And as we begin that process, surely we should begin with an evaluation of our goals and the values that we live by which are good for us and good for others, and which have become idols, false hopes, false achievements that do not benefit us or the world around us. And as we enter this process, we think, what do we believe in and do that has become like an idol, something that is not good? And how can we do what the Torah asks us to do, which is to smash it, obliterate it, and start over? in the year to come. Shabbat Shalom.